From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, we count it a privilege to welcome you to another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, presenting a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text is found in Romans chapter 11 and verse 36. To whom be glory forever. Amen. To whom be glory forever. This should be the single desire of the Christian. All other wishes must be subservient and tributary to this one. The Christian may wish for prosperity in his business, but only so far as it may help him to promote this. To him be glory forever. He may desire to attain more gifts and more graces, but it should only be that to him may be glory forever. You are not acting as you ought to do when you are moved by any other motive than a single eye to your Lord's glory. As a Christian, you are of God and through God. Then live to God. Let nothing ever set your heart beating so mightily as love to him. Let this ambition fire your soul. Be this the foundation of every enterprise upon which you enter, and this your sustaining motive whenever your zeal would grow chill. Make God your only object. Depend upon it. Where self begins, sorrow begins. But if God be my supreme delight and only object, to me tis equal whether love ordain my life or death, appoint me ease or pain. Let your desire for God's glory be a growing desire. You blessed Him in your youth. Do not be content with such praises as you gave Him then. Has God prospered you in business? Give Him more as He has given you more. Has God given you experience? Praise Him by stronger faith than you exercised at first. Does your knowledge grow? Then sing more sweetly. Do you enjoy happier times than you once had? Have you been restored from sickness, and has your sorrow been turned into peace and joy? Then give him more music. Put more coals and more sweet frankincense into the censer of your praise. Practically in your life give him honor, putting the amen to this doxology to your great and gracious Lord, by your own individual service and increasing holiness. Scatter the stars with your might. 
One of the chief characteristics of the Protestant Reformation of the 16th century was the preeminent place given to the Bible. The Reformers' motto was, The Bible alone, the religion of the Protestants. Men such as Martin Luther and John Knox insisted that the Holy Scriptures contain everything necessary for Christian faith and practice. It is important for believers in the 21st century to understand the central significance of the Bible in daily living and in the battle for spiritual truth. Let the Bible Speak is making available free of charge a booklet called The Bible and the Protestant Reformation, published by the Trinitarian Bible Society. To obtain your copy, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, you may simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of The Bible and the Protestant Reformation, and we'll be delighted to provide it. As part of these studies in the person and work of the Holy Spirit, Dr. Cairns is dealing with the titles of the Spirit. 
particular designations of the Spirit given in the Bible, which help us to understand a number of important things about the Spirit, who He is and what He does. Now Dr. Cairns is showing that these titles reveal the Spirit's wonderful works in and for God's people. We see Him portrayed as the Spirit of promise, as the Comforter, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of life in Christ, the Spirit of grace and supplication. As we'll see today, he's also the spirit of glory, of revelation, and of counsel, as well as the spirit of the fear of the Lord and the spirit of judgment and of burning. Indeed, the Christian life would be impossible without the ministry and power of the Holy Spirit. Now, Dr. Cairns continues to deal with the titles of the Holy Spirit. If we would enjoy any good from God, we must enjoy it by the personal ministry of the Holy Spirit. That leads me to the final point. I think I've been making wonderfully fast progress. I had hoped to make it faster because the final point really should be a series of messages in itself. But I'm simply, in many of these things, going to preview what we'll deal in detail with later. The fourth point is the titles of the Holy Spirit reveal not only his essential equality with the Father and the Son, not only his eternal procession from the Father and the Son, not only his personal properties, but the titles of the Holy Spirit reveal his wonderful works in and for God's people. Now, we're going to look through the Scriptures to see some great titles of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 4, verse 30. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of promise. I get that first title. The Holy Spirit of promise. That could be linked up with Acts chapter 1. Verse 4. Wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Acts 2 and 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted, and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he hath shed forth this which ye now see and hear. The Holy Spirit, in a special way, is God's promise to his blood-bought church. The promise of the Holy Ghost speaks of the fullness of his blessing, the mighty overflowing of his power. It speaks of being baptized with all the Holy Ghost's fire and might. Now that is God's promise. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of promise. We talk about so many promises. And there are multitudes of them. The promise of this and that. God knows there's a promise that he has for his people in every situation in which they find themselves. I want to tell you, my friend, it's a tragedy. Crying shame. While God's people 
are living like the prodigal in a far country. They're in poverty and they're in want and they're in hunger. Spiritually speaking, God has a promise. The promise of the Holy Ghost. If that's God's promise to me, then by the grace of God I want it fulfilled. He's the spirit of promise. He's called the Comforter in John 14:26 and 15:26. The Comforter. Now the word Comforter we will probably look at in much more detail in time to come. It's nice to know that there's one who can heal the broken heart. It's nice to know there's one who can speak the right word. I not only say the right word, but say it in the right way. There's many a right word been said in a rotten way. There's one who knows the heart of the heart, and he can bring the balm of Gilead. There is the comforter. But that word means more than just to comfort means he's one who is literally called by your side. And the idea is he's called there to help. He's called there to take your part. Man, that's encouraging. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against... You've got a whole list of the powers of hell. But thank God there's one by our side. He's there to take our part. He's there to be our advocate. He's called the Spirit of Truth. John 14 and 17. The Spirit of Truth. Three times Christ uses this title in 14, 15, and 16th chapters of John. That's a very big title. First of all, he is the author of all truth among men. He is the author of this word of truth. I want to tell you, The Holy Spirit never leads men contrary to the word of truth. He's the spirit of truth. When people say they're led by the Holy Spirit, they get visions from the Holy Spirit. They see and hear all sorts of wonderful things. God tells them to do things that they can't justify from Scripture. We're living in a day when people imagine... That because they say, uh, the Spirit led me, they can get away with murder. Brother Ron Bean told us of a a Baptist pastor up in the state of Maine who got up one Sunday morning and made the announcement that uh, he had the leading of the Lord to divorce his wife who wasn't good enough to help him in the work of the church and to marry the church organist. The church accepted the leading of the Lord. And he did that. And ex-wife and adulterous wife and adulterous preacher are all in the same church together now. Well, you know, it wasn't the Holy Spirit led him to do that. It's not the leading of the Holy Ghost that goes contrary to the Word of God. He is the Spirit of Truth. What a title. Being the Spirit of Truth, He creates all that is true 
and sincere in us. To be true to God is not screwing up your willpower. To be sincere is not closing your eyes and making yourself believe it. It is the mastery of God, the Holy Spirit. People don't like this because they say, look, preacher, that's taking it all out of my hands. Well, it couldn't be taken out of better hands, could it? Because if your hands are anything like my hands, you put your hand in anything, you'll make the biggest possible mess of it. So it's taken out of our hands. It is the Spirit of God. Christianity is not a mechanical religion. Christianity is the working of God through His Spirit. How did you get saved? By the regenerating power of the Holy Ghost. You would never have come to Christ had not the Holy Ghost regenerated you. You would never have believed had He not communicated to you. You would never go on were He not the living Spirit within you. Christianity is a vital work of the Holy Ghost. And therefore, if we are going to be true and sincere, oh, that's our responsibility. Bless God. It is by the power of the Spirit. Then he's called the Spirit of life in Christ. Romans chapter 8 and verse 2. The Spirit begins life in us. You, Ephesians 2 verse 1, who were dead, hath he quickened. Dead in trespasses and sins, but he quickened us. He begins life in us. Not only does he begin it, but he sustains it. He makes it grow. He strengthens it. He brings it to completion and presents us before God. Brings us finally there. He's the spirit of life. He's the spirit of grace, according to Hebrews 10, verse 29. That's a lovely title for the Holy Spirit. What is the work of the Holy Spirit? His work is to lead us to experience and to enjoy the manifold fullness of the grace of God in Jesus Christ. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Very closely allied to the Spirit of grace, Zechariah 12 and verse 10 calls him the Spirit of supplication. He's the Spirit of grace and supplication. What a title that is. What does it mean? Well, let the Bible tell you what it means. Romans chapter 8. We'll take two verses here, verse 15 and verse 26. Ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby ye cry, Abba, Father. The Holy Ghost is the originator of true prayer. Look at what it says in verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for, as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And notice what Paul then says, He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. God in heaven searches our heart. And he sees the mind. And he hears the advocacy of the Spirit of God. Prayer without the Holy Ghost. What a contradiction in terms. I think we all have to stand convicted here. 
We come before God. We bow our knees. We say the words. We go through the motions. God help us. We're as far from the spirit of life and liberty as a man could be. Can you imagine it? We come into the presence of the Almighty God. And we recite a lot of trite little words and phrases that cost us nothing. And mean nothing to us. Never would cause the devil a moment's anxiety. Oh, what we need is the spirit the spirit of supplications there's an old saying little prayer little blessing more prayer more blessing much prayer much blessing I appreciate the sentiment that would drive God's people to pray more but I want to tell you it's a lot of nonsense unless the prayer is prayer in the Spirit. He's the Spirit of grace and supplications. First Peter 4.14 He's the Spirit of glory. I like that. He's the glorious Spirit. That's obviously one meaning. But He is the Spirit who if He communicates grace will undoubtedly bring us to glory. He's the Spirit of glory. The Holy Spirit does not give grace to men to lead them to go to hell. He doesn't save them to damn them. He gives them grace and glory. He is the Spirit of glory. Then we come to the verses we read this morning in Isaiah chapter 11. He's called the Spirit of Revelation in Ephesians 1.17. The Spirit of Knowledge, Isaiah 11 and 2. The Spirit of Wisdom. The Spirit of Understanding in that same verse. All these things would speak of spiritual sense and intellect. The spiritual mind. In other words, the Holy Spirit communicates First, the will of God. The will of God is not just some mysterious thing that you pluck out of the air according to the feeling that you have at that time. The Holy Spirit, my friend, abiding within the Christian and filling the Christian and overflowing the Christian, the Holy Spirit takes His Word and the Holy Spirit channels the mind into the very will of God. You know what I'm saying to you? Carnal living people will find it very, very difficult ever to have any assurance of the will of God. The Holy Spirit communicates God's will. Ah, but He does more than that. He communicates the spiritual faculty to perceive it and the spiritual power to perform it. That's the work of the Holy Spirit.
been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 